Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 296 live. And away we go. Everybody and welcome to a very special live after many edition of a shot of wrestling. I'm your host at Madrid Party, and my co-host Mark Schwan cannot be here tonight. So please, oh, I'm right here. No, please welcome his younger brother Maxwell. Max, how are you feeling today? Welcome. Thanks for filling in for Mark's shoes. Thanks for ruining my opening, asshole. <laughs> well, if you were telling me beforehand that you were going to have a whole thing lined up, maybe I, I never like along, to do that. I like to, but... I like to surprise you. We are live, though. We are live. So we are live, so let's start the show. Mark Schwann, look what I got in my hand. Steve Austin's oh, broken did it. American lager, a co-worker of mine, found it in a store. She asked, she texted me, are you a beer drinker? I'm like, no, not really. It's like, oh, man, because I found Stone Cold's beer. I'm like, please get it for me. <laughs> so uh, for years now, Mark, I've had this frosted glass in my freezer. Uh-huh. But I don't drink beer anymore. So now it's time. To use it for the first time. Crack that bad so boy. Let's start up the show like we should properly do it. Oh, hell yeah. Pouring it in my glass. I think my glass is kind of warmed over now because we had some technical difficulties. This we is the did. same. We this, did, but we're over it now. This is the same beer you had a couple weeks ago, right? On the show, the American Lager one. It was. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I'm not a big IPA guy. So that's why I used the word actually in there. I'm not a big beer guy in general. So I'm hoping to see how this goes. Cheers, brother. Cheers, bro. Happy WrestleMania. Happy WrestleMania. The the hangover, if you will. Mm. That was Drinking all on a Tuesday. That was all foam. I'll let you know in a couple minutes. What do you think? Everybody the, says? I said it was all foam. I didn't taste any beer. It was just the foam. So I'll need, like, need the foam. Oh, okay. Okay. Die down so we need, we, need, we need another sip from him later on. Yeah. I don't know why you poured it the way you did, but. You got to pour it tilted. Anywho. You tilted. But it didn't seem like you tilted all. Anyway. Anyway, no one cares. Anyway. No one cares. This was WrestleMania, the first real full-fledged WrestleMania in, what, three years. Obviously, 36 was closed. 37 wasn't really WrestleMania, Mark. Didn't have the week, it was. They didn't have the week-long events. There was no access to Hall of Fame. The town didn't right. embrace it. It was a limited, limited capacity. It wasn't the Hall of Fame. It was, it was just didn't feel like and, WrestleMania. And then, and if you remember the Raw after Mania, went back to the Thunderdome. Yeah. So now this one, full-fledged, full-on WrestleMania. And uh, watching people file in, Mark, you know, um, kind of miss being there. So yeah? This, this is, the streak's officially, for me, in my mind, the streak is officially over. I didn't count the last two years. And now it's over. It's It, it sucks because the, the week you see people, I'm heading to Dallas. Can't wait to go to Dallas. Heading, right, land, just landed in Dallas, and people posting pictures of all the banners and signs, all the stuff going on. And when you land in WrestleMania City, that's one of the first things you see in the airports: the signs, all the propaganda. 
And it, wow, it really is such a big event. It, it really is like on par with the Super Bowl and the Olympics, man. It's insane. Yeah. They, people compare it to that, but the last, what, 10 years, it's been that. People have been big, big cities bid on WrestleMania. They have to go through the whole spiel of they can do this, this, and that. So just seeing it there, it's like, oh, I remember those days of the electricity in the city and the atmosphere of the crowd, making friends right. everywhere you go. So, Mark Schwann, I'm letting you know ahead of time, 39. There's plans to go. Shot You're going planning. to L.A.? Shot of Rossing's planning to go to Hollywood. So, Hollywood, I think you should go to Hollywood. Oh, my Lord. You have 12 oh months. Oh, my Lord. I have 12 months to get my life in order with, like, my new baby coming. I feel like The Rock uh, announcing ahead of time. Rock John Cena a year ahead of time. So, just letting you know, 12 months from now. Okay. Me, and, me and Green Man expect you to join us in L.A. Hollywood. Oh my lord! I I I I am very tempted to say yes. I feel like I can't give a definite answer right now because I don't know what my life is going to be in the next few weeks. Yeah, weeks will be fine, but twelve months from now it'll be fine. We'll see. The baby will be eleven we'll months. I old. hope it is. I it'll be fine. Well, maybe maybe a, a year old. Oh well, no! Yeah, the phone's gone. Eleven months. The phone's so gone, brother. Let's, let's try this now. Cheers. All right. All right. Do it up. Do it up. Let's see. And survey says, yeah, it's good. Tastes like beer. Tastes like beer. (laughs) So lackluster. What? Want, want. But tastes like beer. What? I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Tastes like a fucking fucking beer. (sighs) It's a little heavy though. Yeah, like I, I, I I was watching Stone Cold. He he pounded like what? Definitely like a, a twelve pack. In that Kevin Owens match. Yeah, but you notice he doesn't really s- drink all of it. He, like, spits most of it out. Yeah, but he's still drinking a lot of it. Yeah. Like, but dude, it- that shit is heavy, bro. Like, I, I'd be I'd be done. That's why I did it after the match. <laughs> I, dude, I got to say, speaking of WrestleMania and, and, uh, and beer drinking... My favorite shot of the night, my new favorite gif is probably going to be of Pat McAfee oh, yes. after selling the stutter on the floor, just drinking the beer, selling. That was fucking genius. Love it. Nobody's ever done Love that before. It. I'm surprised nobody has. Uh, but leave it to Pat McAfee, man. Leave it to Pat McAfee to fucking knock it out of the ballpark. Are we, let's, let, let, let's talk here about Pat McAfee, if you will. Let's, let's kick the show off here. Okay. What, what, my pan. Oh, so we're not—we're going out of order. Hold on, let me get to my Pat McAfee notes. <laughs> <laughs> my opinion, Pat McAfee is a stud. I, I feel like he had probably the biggest and longest ovation of night all throughout. Man, uh, did you see? Uh, did you listen to his podcast afterwards on Monday? Oh no, I totally forgot about that. That's no, a good one. So he was saying, like, he didn't know about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders being part of his entrance at all. Not really. He also didn't know, apparently, about the whole Vince McMahon thing afterwards, and he definitely didn't know Stone Cold was going to stun him. Really? Do you, yeah. believe, do you believe that? I don't see they would go on the biggest stage of the night, one of the biggest match, main event matches, and wing it like that, improvise with that well, he, He's not a he, trained professional wrestler. He said, like, like, he said, looking at hindsight, like, they gave me a lot of trust to do this, to mm. do this on the fly. I don't think of it that angle. That's and, point. And he was just like, Man, like, all right, cool. They probably shouldn't trust me with this because that was only my third match. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome that they did. That was awesome then, yeah. I'm thinking from that angle. I guess glass half full for him. That's, yeah, it's true. 
well done, man. I mean, we called it match of the night. Uh, I don't know if it was match of the night, but it was definitely up there. It, he his performance was just astronomical, man. It, it, uh, he's just incredibly over. He's just got that. He's got the it factor, man. Mm-hmm. And I have to I have to also say Michael Cole's commentary for that match is probably the best commentary he's ever done in his life. Yeah, man. There's something about Pat McAfee that's invigorated Michael Cole. Absolutely. I, I think he legit when he said like my best friend, he used that yeah. word. I think he legit means it at this point. Like he's yeah, like he does, just, yeah. that's his boy right there. It was well done. I, I was kind of hoping Pat McAfee would get more some offense in. I wanted him to show more what he could do. Uh, uh, he showed uh, a lot what he could do. Not compared to his NXT matches. All right. But, but I mean, for like a mainstream crowd, like for the first time seeing him like that, uh, you know, he's definitely showed a lot of his athleticism. Like what he yeah. did at Kurt Angle spot yeah. off the top rope was Sick. pretty freaking athletic. Fucking amazing, man. Pat, Pat killed it. We knew he would. And I'm glad he delivered. What did you think about the whole Vince McMahon thing afterwards? That was weird. It it was weird. It definitely was weird. It's like, the, why is this happening? Yeah, what's the story there? What what are we trying to get out of this thing? What's the story? What's the point of this? Right. I I, I don't know. But here's the thing. What I'm thinking, like uh, putting all that aside, uh, that's huge for both Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Okay. You know, think about Austin Theory just a few years ago, like you know, being in BCW with him, and then like you know to now having a, a kick-ass match at wrestlemania right yeah with pat mcafee who is who's got a huge following huge and then on top of that you know vince mcmahon there with him and stone cold give him a stunner yeah you know i mean uh, that's and 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 vince mcmahon uh announcing him as a future universal champion Let's talk about that. Okay, break it down. Dude, last time Vince McMahon did something like that was Drew McIntyre. Yep. The chosen one. The chosen one, right? And granted, Drew McIntyre, he had a, a little bit of a uh, you know, a wonky uh journey to get to where he is right now, right? It wasn't necessarily a, a linear path for him. No. But you know, need to but look at him today. I mean, he is He's one of the guys, WWE, the part of the, the, the main events. You know, he's a, a, a world champion in WWE. You know, Austin Theory, for him to, to have that, that clout, if you will, from Vince McMahon at such a young age. Was he only 23? Something like that. He's very early 20s. Very early 20s. I mean, the sky is the limit for him, man. And he put on a good show, too. He does a point. So Austin Theory, Pat McAfee. Great match. A lot of people are making a big deal about the Vince McMahon stunner. Uh, I just okay. He's a seventy. He's a seventy-six year old man, right? Exactly. He's a seventy-six year old man. Well, what are we talking about? It was a little awkward. It was a little weird. Um, he left it off. Everyone left it off. So I'm gonna left it off. Okay, it was funny. Right. Whatever, oh. dude. I mean, Stone Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, like. Out of all the stunners Stone Cold has ever given in his life, Vince McMahon has always been amongst the worst. <laughs> he was pretty good in the beginning. He, like, the first time he sold it, he sold it pretty damn well, shaking, convulsing. He's 76 years old, bro. Come on. Pat McAfee, on the other hand, going back to him, sold that stunner very well. Especially for a man who had no idea that was going to happen. And then, it, if that is actually true, first of all, 
props. And then for him to take up the beer and just drink it as he's convulsing on the floor, that's great improv. That's fucking, that's <laughs> that's fucking great. Fantastic. Dude, what happens next now for, for Pat McAfee? Like, you know, with a performance like that, and like the crowd, again, like, you know, WWE, they tend to listen to the crowd. Like, dude, that crowd was electric for him. And then you go on social media, like he's trending all over the place because of this. Like, this he can't be one and done here. Well, Steve in our live Podbean chat room asked, uh, what's next for Pat McAfee? So, good question. Like, what is next for him? I don't see him going to a match again right away. Is he going to come back? Is this thing with Austin Theory done? Does Do they continue this to backlash, WrestleMania backlash? Or is he going to go back to being a commentator and come back out maybe around SummerSlam? It seems like him and Theory are done. It seems like it, especially after Austin Theory on Raw. You know, he he gave Finn Balor the L. He pinned him, right? So so one could imagine that's going to lead to a United States uh, Championship opportunity for him at WrestleMania Backlash, probably, mm-hmm. um, and and rightfully so. Pat McAfee, I'm very curious to see what happens to SmackDown now uh, to see. You know, does he just go right back to commentary like nothing happened? Or does something else occur from here? You know, I personally would love to see down the road at some point this year, Pat McAfee versus Corey Graves. You mentioned that a couple Corey times. Graves cleared. You mentioned that a couple I, I, I want to see it. When would you want to see that? Was it SummerSlam or Survivor Series? Because Survivor Series might make sense because it's Raw versus SmackDown. Hey, you know what? That's a very good point. Survivor Series. Let's go. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to build something up because there's no real, like you said, there's some social media stuff going on. But there's no real reason for them to have a match just yet. Right. But Summer, um, Survivor Series makes more sense for Raw for SmackDown. It makes, makes, makes and I think it also, all, it also all depends on what Pat McAfee wants to do. I mean, this guy is worth $120 million. Does he really want to go taking bumps every week? No, I've never been in a wrestling match. I've had late nights. But I never had the physical exhaustion of being in a wrestling match, especially what he did. But did you see the video of him on the plane home? I did not, actually. His wife posted a video. He was hungover. What? He was hungover as fuck, apparently. Okay, good. That's what, that's what I'm getting to. Because his wife posted a video of him like on the plane as they're taking off. And you could see, like, is he really exhausted or is he fucking drunk as off? And apparently, as he, as he was drunk, you could tell. Good for him. He so... definitely deserves to celebrate. What, what a fucking weekend he had. He did a great job so commentating to... his first mania, and then his two matches. Great. So, I, again, I listen to his podcast pretty regularly. He starts off the show saying, like, guys, you know, you know I, had a, I had a late flight coming in. It was a, it was a flight from hell. Because, dude, I am hungover as fuck right now. <laughs> well, I bet. He, he, said, he said he drank probably 20 beers plus, like, the night, the, the night before that WrestleMania. What time does his podcast start? Uh, twelve Eastern, Eastern time, but but Monday is Monday. It started at one. <laughs> okay, because now that you mentioned that, I didn't even think of it. But the background of through the window, you can see through the window of the plane. It was mm-hmm. still um, the sun was out. It was like either the sun was setting or the sun was coming up. Obviously, the sun wasn't setting, so I guess the sun was coming. I guess he partied all night long. Good for him. Live it up, baby. Live it up. Good for him, indeed, man. But you know, he's talked about. Like, you know, wrestling being a stream that he felt like he wanted to be, he was meant to be in that ring. You know, so, so now he's got the bug, man, especially like being at WrestleMania. Yep. He definitely showed himself. I, 
I'm very curious. I'm going to pay attention to SmackDown and see what happens next. I, we've been spending a lot of time talking about Pat McAfee and, and Austin Theory. Talk about them all day. Lots on pack here, though. Let's start with night one. What were your takeaways from night one? Do you have a favorite match? Because to me, match, well, night, night one was the better wrestling match. Mess wrestling night. Yeah. Night, night one, I was about to say. Night one was definitely better than night two, uh, for sure. Not to say nothing good happened in night two, but night one... Night two was more entertaining. Oh my lord! So I think someone put in that Dude. it's uh, night one was wrestling, night two was entertainment. I think that was an interesting way of breaking it down. I think that was a very good way of breaking it down, I, and I would have to agree with that. Uh, even though the the main event was Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens, that that, that wasn't necessarily like a wrestling match. That was more of an entertainment factor. Yeah, but, but it was still awesome to see. There's a little stuff behind it though. Jesus. The, but uh, under, under I, I, have to, I have to say. It's it's close, man. I we put the poll up on shot of wrestling here, which which night was best, and it was a tie, both a forty five percent. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Bianca Blair. I'm torn between the two as well. Which match was best? Not which night. Which match was best? I think that's what, that's what the poll was. Which match was best? Not which night was best, right? Yeah, which right. match? Which match was best? Um, so definitely the top two. Yeah, it's like one A, one B. Yeah, Pick one. You can't go wrong picking either one of them. What about for you, man? Which 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 was uh, good for you? For night one, definitely those two. I enjoy, I really enjoyed Becky and Bianca. Uh, definitely definitely time for a change. I feel it was the right time for her to be champion. And the way she won it was well done. It was good good match, good storytelling. And uh, that's I'm excited to see what her title right now holds for Bianca Belair and what does Becky Lynch come how does Becky Lynch come back from this I think it was a, you think go for, for a rematch right away I think you have to right although they don't do that anymore there's no more guaranteed rematches but we'll see what happens and then you have Cody Rhodes against Seth freaking Rollins even though Mark Schwann was going on and on he was he was sure it was the Undertaker should have taken that bet I was I, I was I was very sure about that, man. I actually uh, I was going all in on it. I talked about what our last podcast, our last episode, uh, how I think it might be Taker. Yeah, and there was starting to be some signs, especially going to Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech. The way he ended, "Never say never." I'm like, okay, well here we go, all in. It, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna be Taker. When the lights went out, even on Seth Rollins, I was thinking, here we go. Where's the gong? Yep. Let's hear it. I do. I was. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I really thought like uh, they were going to try to do some sort of swerve on us. They did. They did yeah, swerve yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, you weren't thinking it was Cody. They took. Yeah. The, they took the whole pressure off everyone thinking it's Cody. So I think they did swerve us here. Good job to them. Yeah. Good job to them. Even like you know Vince McMahon the night before the Hall of Fame, even name dropped Bray Wyatt. So was, there were some rumblings, and people knew yeah. that Bray Wyatt was in Dallas. Uh, could it be Bray Wyatt even? Again, my answer to um, so, that yeah. was everybody's in Dallas. Yeah. But it was just I said I said the same thing to someone. Uh I said everyone's in Dallas. What a moment that was, man. You hear him come up. And again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. How do you bring in Cody Rhodes? You have to make it the American nightmare. The guy we saw in AEW has to be in WWE. And they did it to the look, the name, the music. Uh one thing I did notice, the little subtle things, was Mike Rome introducing him like Justin Roberts. The way he's just said, the okay. American nightmare. I, mean, I can't do it as good as they do, but he did it exactly oh, how Justin man. Roberts did. Like that's how you do it. What a what an amazing 
I don't know if you can't really call it a debut, I guess, but what a great return. Cody Rhodes, Jesus, well done in that match afterwards. Hell of an ovation. And it, it, it was a fantastic match. I and that was one match I was really at the edge of my seat for, I have to say, because like I, I felt like a, a kid again as far as like how I was rooting for Cody Rhodes. Cause it's like, please don't do him dirty. Please don't do him dirty. Like he needs this win here tonight. Yeah. He, I feel like, uh, you know, a strong showing isn't good enough. Like, especially this is the first AEW person you're bringing over uh, to WrestleMania, to WWE that you're stealing away from AEW. Uh, you know, you really got to put the spotlight on them. And he, they did, man. I, I thought it was awesome. It was good to see. It's good to see that he had the gimmick, the music, um, all of it, man. The only thing I wish that happened was I wish Brandy Rhodes was there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That I'm nitpicking there. Cody, Cody Rhodes had to win this match. There was no way he was going to lose this match. Even if it was a close match. A loss here would hurt him. It would hurt the whole relationship with AW guys coming over. So Cody Rhodes winning here was obviously the right call. But it took, what, four crossroads to put away Seth Rollins? And as well as should, man. Like, so, it, I again, think, I, don't I, think, I, I was this loss hurts him at all either. The, the last time I was in the edge of the seat for a match like this uh, for WrestleMania was Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker WrestleMania 25. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan. I actually, I think I had money in that match too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it, it was a lot of false finishes. I, was, I wasn't too sure like, how this was going to go. And same with Cody and Seth Rollins. Like, I had no idea at one point how this was going to go. It seemed a lot of times that like Seth Rollins might win this match. Yeah, that, which is good because... Like I think I mentioned last week, but there's no way Seth Rollins can win this. But they made you believe he could. Great, great match. If, you, if for some reason if you're listening to this and didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Probably one of the best matches in WrestleMania uh, over both nights. Welcome back, Cody Rhodes. Welcome home, as Seth Rollins said on Monday night. Welcome home. That was interesting. What did you think of the promo from Cody Rhodes? I thought it was good. I thought it would make sense. Um, it definitely led to a potential rematch at the next premiere live event. WrestleMania Backlash. I can't, I can't remember the name right. WrestleMania Backlash. I'm excited. I'm excited. It was just the, the passion he had. It was really an awesome, awesome promo. Great storytelling. Picture that father in that picture. I never saw that right. picture before. Oh. I didn't know anything about that story. I think I would, but I didn't. Of him beating uh, Hulk Hogan, but uh, a count out. I'm like, that was now adds more motivation to him going for the title. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to be next, next couple months, maybe next year, maybe by the summer. But I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to Cody Rhodes going for the title now because now I'm invested emotionally because of the story with his father. Well done, great promo. Right. It, it, especially with you, you you lost your father, yeah, uh, this past year. So like, yeah, I, I can imagine so, man. Like. Yeah, it, it, he definitely Cody Rhodes definitely knows how to pull at the heartstrings. Yeah, uh, true. And he did, he did a phenomenal job of doing that. He did a great job at AEW, and this this was very much like an AEW promo for him. Um, you know, he definitely wasn't scripted. I was definitely paying attention to that. I was like, is this guy going to be scripted? He well, definitely, what's going to happen? Definitely did right not now? feel scripted at all. It was well. I hope they keep it that way. Yeah, There's that that was my that now, was my strike at WWE because why would AEW guys want to come to the E? So it's like. Cody Rhodes or MJF, who are just so great in the mic, and come and get handed a script. These guys, you can't script. Would this open the door then to you know, not script other wrestlers? Yeah, I think you got. I mean, not everybody. We got it. Like, I don't think you give Damian Priest the carte blanche to go unscripted. 
but no. you definitely give the people who deserved it or who earned it, who can deliver scripted promos awesomely, handle the crowd reactions greatly, and then maybe have them earn the right to get unscripted. Because here's the thing. The, the, the biggest main player that they have that does the absolute best unscripted, but they don't script her, is Ronda Rousey. Mm, yeah. It's like painful of her delivering a script. It's yeah. painful. And uh, I, I know from her UFC days, and we've seen her go off cuff a few times even in WWE from her first run. Like uh, She is more efficient and uh, better on the mic when she's herself, when she's unscripted. Tear totally, it up, man. Totally agree. And I don't think, I'm surprised they're not giving her the unscripted promos. Unless she's, I mean, she's not nervous. She's a good speaker too, so I don't know what her deal is, but let her, let her go unscripted, man. Come on. I, th- I think the thing is, like, she's just a natural heel. Like, if she Maybe. goes unscripted, she's a heel. That makes sense. She's a heel, and they want her to be face for whatever reason. I don't know why they want her to be face, but it, it, it boggles my mind. So Cody Rhodes, man, uh, going back to him, I, have to say, I, I think all eyes are going to be on the next time WWE's back in Madison Square Garden, and if Cody Rhodes gets a title match mm-hmm. over there, because how fitting would that be if he wins to gold? They don't at go, Mass Square Garden. They don't go back to these to uh, MSG too often these days, so I'm hoping that will be very fitting. Even, right. if, even if it's a Raw or, or a pay-per-view. I don't see them doing pay-per-views at MSG anymore, but yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Great storytelling. Or you, or if you, maybe, Are they at Barclays? Or maybe he wins it at a pay-per-view and the next night is at Russell, uh, MSG. He entered Mass Square Garden or, as champion. Or are they, are they in Barclays at all this year or no? I'm assuming they are. I don't know when. I know they're coming up to not uh, for Nassau Coliseum. Not for a pay-per-view, though. No, not yet. I don't know. I don't think the full calendar has been released yet of uh, arena and dates. But the other match it's was... It's going to be very interesting to watch. The other marquee match of that night was uh, your girl, Charlotte Flair, taking on Ronda Rousey. What do you think of that match? Uh, it, it didn't hit the way I thought it would. It was it was definitely a fight for sure. The finish, I'm not too surprised about. We we talked before about like how I think Charlotte Flair is going to come out with a win somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it without. Uh, did they do it without making Ronda look weak? I don't know. What do you think, think about the ending I there? I don't think it made her look weak. I thought those uh, a boot a, a boot to the face. That that's how Ronda a year going undefeated. I was, I was kind of surprised about that actually. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think she looked weak, but that, like, you're right. The boot to the face, um, and I saw her pinned one, two, three. I'm like, what? Right. Surprising. I granted, granted, Ronda was distracted with the ref, yada yada, but still, like, she. If it was, if it was anyone else, I would not have a problem with it. I, I think the fact is that Ronda Rousey went undefeated, and to some, some people would argue she wasn't necessarily even pinned yeah. at WrestleMania because she had the shoulder up. True. Uh, this was definitely a definitive pin here for against her. A boot to the face, clean like clean like Charlotte's not grabbing the ropes or anything for leverage. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think that was a little weak. I thought it was a solid match. Again, the ending was a little weird. That's boot to the face. I did think something was off, and I some somebody on Twitter posted um, or someone reviewed it. The crowd was dead for the first part of that match. 
rightfully so because how, how do you come back from cody rhodes and seth rollins and go right into charlotte flair ronda rousey that's what these the calm down matches the let's bathroom break matches are to quiet the crowd down calm them down so they can come back again have these two matches back to back i think hurt having charlotte flair and becky lynch going on the same night definitely definitely hurt i think this match would have been a lot better if it was on night two i i think the problem too was uh i, I agree with actually about the night two they should have split that up but I also think another problem was just the matchup itself. There's a lot of people that don't like Ronda Rousey, and there's also a lot of people that don't like Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of reminiscent of when Goldberg faced Brock Lesnar for the first time at WrestleMania, when everyone knew that they were both leaving. Talking about MSG, you know. Right? Yeah. So, like that, that, that's kind of like the similar effect. Like you heard booze for Ronda Rousey, who was supposed to be a faceness. People. She, on greatness, all that Charlotte Flair is the New England Patriots and the New York Yankees of wrestling. I mean, she's just a winner, and people are going to hate her no matter what. Um, you know, so I, I think it's a matchup with stuff. I think it would have been better if it was maybe Ronda versus Becky Lynch, you know, or, or Ronda versus someone else. Uh, this matchup, I don't think it was going to elicit the response they wanted. The main event still saw Stone Cold and KO. What do you think of this? I really did not think it was going to be a match. A, B, I did not think Stone Cold would sell as much stuff as he did, a la a suplex onto the concrete, a la a Stone Cold stunner. Very impressed. Stone Cold definitely did a good good job. Again, someone who's 57 years old, hasn't wrestled a match in 19 years. I thought it was pretty good. Pretty interesting. I was, I it definitely exceeded my expectations. I enjoyed it. Who definitely had a buzz on in the middle of that match. Maybe, maybe that's what he needed. He, need, he needed to drink the beers. It's like a painkiller. Maybe. I mean, I do. I need to have a couple of drinks before I do commentary. Take the edge off. Maybe that's what he needed. Got to said. <laughs> to take the pain away. The one, I guess. Not, the- only that, not, only, not only did he take a suplex. Like, he gave multiple suplex on yeah. the stage, too. It was pretty good. I was like, holy shit. What's going on? This is a full Ashley match match. Right. I expected them to come out, like, do the greatest hits and maybe have a couple, maybe take a bump or two, but not this. Well done. Well, and I have to say, except for maybe a minor couple of things, I mean, the dude's 57 years old, like you said, been away for 19 years. Stone Cold looked fantastic. He did. And that's what they were saying. The reports were he was training, getting great. I mean, he's always in good shape anyway. But he was actually training hard for this, getting, getting ring in shape. So he took this very seriously and it showed. Well done. And uh, I, I think we all have to give it up for Kevin Owens, too, oh, yeah, for really like selling it all. Of course, and that's no surprise. For, Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens. But, and he and well. for, taking, for taking care of Stone Cold as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, what better hands? I guess they trusted him a lot. Talking about Pat McAfee trust to put Stone Cold against Kevin Owens. They had a lot of trust in him, too, and he delivered. In, the, in the main event, no less, of night one. Before we move on to night two, I know you don't want to hate, hear this, but props to Heavy Corbin hanging in there with Drew McIntyre. It's going to be a squash match. He held his own. And the one takeaway, unfortunately, I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to, not looking forward to, I'm curious to see what the future holds for Cheesecake Nakamura because uh, Rick Boots went out with an injury. I think he was, oh, dude, he, added, he added so much to Nakamura's not only character, but his entrance, his whole persona. Now that he's going to be gone for maybe the year. I'm curious what, Most what, likely. Is, what, is he, what does Nakamura do going on? It just added so much, especially with Pat McAfee's reaction. Right. Or, oh, I just thought of something. What if Pat McAfee teams with Shinsuke Nakamura? 
Mm, I don't see that happening, but I won't be surprised either. That, that was a great fill-in for him, yeah. That would be a fantastic fill-in. That makes sense. So overall, night one, I thought was really entertaining. I thought it was an excellent show. Um, before we went on to night two, though, WrestleMania Saturday was a runtime of four hours and four minutes. I think WrestleMania Sunday had an hour almost under three hours. There's no reason for two nights to go into the four-hour territory. There's no reason for the main event to be going on around 1130 if you have two fucking nights. That's the reason he did two nights. Uh, the main event in 35 in the stadium went on with 12, 1230. So now the reason was to cut it down or break it up to two, two nights. They broke it up to two nights. There's no reason for 1130. I'm seeing Roman Reigns to come out of my screen. I just, what I was just, over? I don't know. Something because he had to cut a match. Plus, you see that fucking stupid Seamus Stiggers commercial every five minutes. Oh, my God. I hate that commercial. Over and over. Yeah, same. Anyway, night two. Great way to start out with Triple H coming out, putting the boots in the ring. Smart choice to have him say goodbye, quote unquote, say goodbye, and welcome us to WrestleMania. Very fitting. Very fitting. Well done. See his family there at ringside. Very fitting. Good job. Yeah. What would you take away from night? Definitely Hall of Famer next year. Well, I mean, it goes without saying about McAfee and Austin Theory, I think stole the show for night two. Mm -hmm. Um, They did a fantastic job. And I think that honestly, man, that, that was it for me. That that was the biggest really? takeaway. Nothing else yeah. hit you. I really, really, really enjoyed surprisingly, because I said last couple months they've been rebuilding themselves, but the kickoff, the raw tag team triple threat, I thought it was a, a great way to start that night. It was a good match, a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of good it spots. A, it was a great way to start that it, night. And expected ending with those great RKO moments. Great way to start that night off. It started really hot. The crowd was into it. Beginning to end, I thought it was a great way to start the night. It was appropriate to start off the night, for sure. Agreed with that. Uh, you know, yeah, Randy Orton and Matt Real both delivered some really cool RKOs there. Uh, good for them. They're having a good, good time. They told a story. I mean, yeah, it, it was fine. There, I had nothing wrong with it. There's nothing also that I absolutely loved about it either. You know, it was, just, it was, it was, just, it was a good match. I, I really enjoyed it. Then we had, surprisingly, and we did a poll. Your boy Carson did a WrestleMania poll, which definitely entertained me both nights. Yeah, because he won. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. You think you broke up? What'd you say? You broke up. Can you repeat that? Because because he won. <laughs> so one of the questions was shortest match of the night. One of the uh, supplement categories was shortest match of the night. And I picked Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville, which ended up being the second longest match of the night. Surprisingly... I'm not a jackass. It was entertaining. I'm not a jackass guy. I haven't seen any movies. I haven't seen any TV shows. I've seen a couple of clips here and there online. But yeah, it was very entertaining. It was well, well, well paced, well put together. Those spots, very interesting. Very entertaining. There was wasn't no there was no down moment in that match, even though it was 14 something minutes long. Good job, man. And props to Sami Zayn, man. Good job. No, absolutely, man. Like Sami Zayn and John Knoxville, they told. They told like a long-lasting story here. It lasted for a few months. It all culminated yeah. to this WrestleMania. Um, it, it, this was a match exactly what you would expect here. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was entertaining, but it go, goes back to what you were saying before about night two was definitely more entertaining than night yeah. one. Uh, two different nights, man. One was a wrestling crowd. One was an entertainment crowd. 
Edge. Speaking of celebrities, so the the one guy I have to I have to say, I have to give credit to. I think this was night one actually. I hate his guts. I know what you're gonna say Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Very impressive. Very impressive. He I have to say, he looked like he belonged. They took the words out of my mouth, yeah. His presence, his demeanor. Like there was that one shot where he like he he pulled a move and he was just standing over Mm -hmm. the uh, one of the mysterios. The way he just looked in the camera with a smug smile, he just wanna knock his face off. Uh, it was just a classic heel look, man. The dude just oozed the charisma. I can't believe I'm talking positively about Logan Paul right now. I want to punch myself in the face for it. Yep. But I, I have to say, man, like it was so fitting for him. Yeah, it was well done. He, he is a natural heel. His, his whole family is. Oh, totally. His brother was on the pre-show being a heel, doing heelish stuff. AKA being themselves. Yeah, like this is where it blurs the line. Are they being heels or are they being the natural douchebag asshole selves? There was a story I read, I started to read before we came on live here, before I read some technical issues. There's an interesting caveat into Logan Paul's contract for WrestleMania, what I heard. Again, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. But apparently, he wanted to end off as a face. Hence why Miz turned Really? Off. I think you're putting Miz and Logan Paul together. It's going to be hard for you to sell Logan Paul as a face, even though Miz did turn on him. I just don't see the crowd well, fans cheer for the Miz. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. I think this is going to backfire in them in a big way. But I'm curious. I, next I time cheer we see for the Paul. Miz. I will cheer for the Miz. So hard to argue that. Point. I Logan Paul. That's the stick to what you're good at, man. No one's going to cheer you, bro. But he's good at this. No yeah. one's going to cheer you. Um, I hope you see him again. He did, he did a very good job, very impressive. I compared him last week. What, how's he going to compare to Bad Bunny? And I think he did hold his own. Hold his own. And I think we'll definitely see him again. I don't know when. But we haven't seen the last of Logan Paul. Or maybe, say, his brother, you know, maybe his brother joins him soon, too. Who knows? Bad Bunny definitely set the bar for these celebrities, man. You had Logan Paul performing lights out. You have Pat McAfee stealing the show. Uh... Yeah, and John Knoxville didn't do too bad himself. He held his own. For what it was. For what yeah. it was, he held his own. For the backup he had, too, he held his own. So all the celebrities right. here did a good job. Totally. Absolutely. The one other big marquee match of the night was Edge versus AJ Styles. I didn't think it was as great as I thought it was going to be. Maybe my You know what, maybe dude? Maybe too it, high. It was disappointing. It was disappointing for me. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I, I no, because he didn't deliver. Here's the thing: it, it, it kind of reminds me of like when AJ Styles was fighting Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania. You know, it was so hyped up, and True. not to say it was a not to say it was a bad match because it wasn't a bad match. But you know, people were touting it going to be like, "Oh, this could be the greatest match ever," and it wasn't. It fell short of that. It was it, in that standards. It was disappointing, uh, and I feel like this was the same exact thing. Uh, I feel like in a way. AJ Styles and Randy Orton was kind of similar. You know, it, it didn't necessarily live up to that hype. It's going to be like one of the greatest matchups. Uh, I know there were some technical difficulties there at the arena. Uh, I was there for that. I thought it was fine, but, you know, it necessarily didn't like hit uh, on the socials or uh, amongst the wrestling community as it should have. Uh, that's that, To me, that's three matches, three marquee matches for AJ Styles at WrestleMania that, you know, was supposed to be the, the greatest show. 
uh, and didn't live up to expectations. So I don't know what that says about AJ Styles. And I'm an AJ Styles fan. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with the match. I thought the match was good. But just I thought it was fine. To, Again, all matches I just talked about were fine. Didn't live up to like the expectation I thought it was going to be a match of the night. Right. All these matches I mentioned were supposed to be like match of the year quality. And it was far from that. It was fine. Don't get me wrong. It was fine. But it just, in that standards of what it was expected to be, it's disappointing. Going into Mania, we heard the news that Edge is going to lead his own, his own faction. And we see Damian Priest emerge. How do you think the pairing of Edge and Damian Priest are going to work out? Uh, I'm curious to see how this goes. You know, I, I feel like this is my problem with Edge's uh, character switch. It's reminiscent of like different characters we've seen before in WWE. Like Seth Rollins, not too far ago, too long ago, was a similar character. Hmm. It, it seems like Edge is like kind of acting like a cult leader, if you will. And we just saw Seth Rollins do that not too long ago. Interesting. And I feel like we've seen someone else do that. Uh, Brody Lee, actually, in, in AEW, did something similar. You know, so like, I I wish, I, I wish they would break from the mold a bit. And if you know, not for nothing, you if you're gonna put Edge to do something, he's gonna do a good job at it. Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm not saying he's doing a bad job at this. I just feel like I've seen this before, uh, and I would like to see something different. Yeah, I'm curious how that plays out. They're talking about adding people, um, Ray Ripley, Tommaso Ciampa are the two names that keep getting floated around. So I'm, I'm curious to how this eventually all comes together. But overall, it was, again, lackluster. But in your main event, we had Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Mm. Another match I felt like was good, but okay. Listen, I think we we all knew that these men are not going to necessarily deliver a match of the year. You know, it wasn't going to be this long barn burner where you're going to see, like, you know, all these crazy moves. It was going to be a fight. Yeah. It was going to be a fight. I mean, what, what was Carson's uh, over-under for this? For time level? It was 10 minutes, right? 10 and a half minutes. Oh, and what, 12? Yeah, I remember offhand, but yeah. Yeah. And what, so, I mean, just to say, the fact that Brock Lesnar got hurt and Roman Reigns got his sh- shoulder was separated they or dislocated somehow, and both men continued so, the match for another 10 minutes. Brock, Les- Brock Lesnar was legit hurt, right? Both of them are, yeah. Yeah. I knew Roman Reigns was. So there was something definitely up with there's Brock no, Lesnar. Like, there's no official he's re- not that good of a seller. There's no official reports, but there are talks about he hurt his ribs somehow. Yeah. He flew right, it he seemed flew like it, right away. It seems like all the uh, both those injuries happened in the same spot. It seems like it was like the, the guardrail. I think the shoulder was the Kimura lock, I think they were talking about. But I, really, I have to go back and rewatch that. But I, I heard someone say about the guardrail. For I that would surprise you. Yeah. Because the Kamara lock, then, then you're blaming Brock Lesnar for that. I think yeah, both men are injured, legit injuries, serious injuries. Maybe that's why the, the to me the ending felt a bit sudden. I'm like, wait, that it I, did. That's it. I was surprised. I'm like, wow, it, that's it. It did feel very sudden. It felt, yeah. like, again, like kind of like uh, with Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, like something fell off with that and undertaker obviously was hurt during that match too as we come to find out roman reigns i wasn't too sure what's up i was like is he really selling this or is he legit hurt and then you see the photos of his shoulder yeah uh yeah something was up there and you see a monday night raw like he he was like the way he was like 
Wincing. He's really, really trying to power through, like holding up both belts, but he was a wincing hardcore. Yeah, or he's a great seller. Or is he a great seller? Yeah, right. That was WrestleMania 38 in a nutshell. That was a big success. Great crowd. Um, a lot of good moments. A lot of good memories. I really thought WrestleMania 38 was a huge hit. Yeah. So what would you, grade-wise, would you give it? Uh, probably A-. minus. I was going to say the same exact thing. A-. minus. Because it was great. A- minus for you. Yeah, there's great matches that kind of felt a little flat. So that's what I didn't give it an A+. Plus. But definitely, definitely an A, A minus. Everyone, everyone did a good job. It was really well done. But now, question- yeah, even the, even the undercard, yeah, uh, they all did a great job. The the, the fatal four way with the women too, solid job all, all around. Oh, speaking of which, John in our chat, again live on Podbean. Thanks for joining us. Wants to let us to know um, what are our thoughts on this being Sasha Banks' first WrestleMania match win. Yeah, you know Surprising. what's funny? Like I, I, I actually thought it was going to be Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I thought they had all the momentum going into this. Uh, I kind of thought Carmella and Selena would break up uh, that night, WrestleMania, and not the night after. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks, Naomi winning it. I mean, I thought it was my pick. I think because they were the first team together. Supposed to be these two women, these four women against each other, and then he had uh, Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan, and then he had Natalia and Champions to get added impromptu, right? But I thought this was the match for them to win. Good moment to change hands. I thought Sasha Banks and obviously I picked them in our pool. Um, but when I heard this, I think Corey Graves mentioned it on Raw. I had to go back and check. I'm like, I didn't think that was real. But yeah, her first actual win at WrestleMania. Congratulations to her. It's, it's a tag match. Yeah, long overdue. That's, that's way overdue. I have to say, she only had one single match. Only one singles match at WrestleMania. That was last year. Other ones, uh, other has it been multi women matches. True, but both women needed this. I think Naomi and Sasha Banks. You know, Naomi like fans been clamoring for her. She's got a huge following. Huge following to yeah. like you know have a big win to win the championship again. Sasha Banks obviously hasn't won a WrestleMania at all. Yeah, uh, huge following as well, especially after Mandalorian grew yeah. even more. You know, so I, I think both women needed this. Uh, it does make sense with them as a team because of their their days together as stable. Uh, when Sasha Banks first came to the main roster, and then uh, I have to say, cool finisher too for both women. That was impressive, yeah. Yeah, uh, I dug that a lot. So let's see what happens next. I I don't necessarily see them holding the belts on for long. Uh, if they are going to make these belts relevant, though. You know, Naomi and Sasha Banks, they are good at what they do. Again, they both have a large following. They know character work. Uh, they're both great in the ring. Uh, if they're going to make these belts relevant, this is the team to do it. Yeah. Again, the crowd behind Naomi, they've been wanting her to give Naomi a chance. They gave her that chance with the storyline with, um, oh, my God. What's her name? The Sonya Deville. Thank you. I keep thinking of her real name. Sonya Deville. And they, they kept the crowd behind her, give her empathy. Now, teaming her randomly with Sasha Banks, who had both women had nothing to do. Makes sense. Now they're champions. See what they can do. Again, it was time I just change. don't think it's going to last. I just don't think it's going to last long, though, because, you know, I, 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 I'm calling it now. Sasha Banks is going to turn Naomi at one point, and they're going to feud against each other probably at SummerSlam. I think that was, what, Bart Graves' point on commentary in Raw? You can't trust Sasha Banks? Right. So Exactly. Boom. There you go. Surprised. 
Um, quickly before we move on, let's talk about something that I went to Green Man's house for WrestleMania Sunday. A couple of people were there. And they had some comments about WrestleMania Saturday. Stephanie McMahon came out and introduced Gable Stevenson. And then he was mm. he was ringside for the opening match. And he got involved some physicality with Chad Gable. That they don't know why it was Gable and a couple of other people who were there. They feel like they're forcing this guy down our throats. Not many people I've seen him wrestle. I've seen him wrestle twice in the Olympics. That was it. I don't know his NCAA career. But they are pushing this guy, no pun intended, to the moon. Is this the right move here? Or are they putting too much pressure on this young man's shoulders? I think they're putting way too much pressure on his shoulders. And also, just two uh, nights. I think it was. Com- yeah. I can see what I was they're seeing saying. I've tw- seen some stuff on Twitter. There's uh, some shadiness with him. He's really? got like a, a little bit of a checkered history as well. Of course. Uh, I, I don't want to speak too much in details about this because of the fact that uh, I haven't done all my due diligence as far as speak more at length about it. But, hey, it's called Google, called Twitter. You yeah. guys can look up yourself to see what I'm exactly what I'm talking about because uh, I'm sure I will. We'll talk more about it at a later point. But uh, the, the fact that someone that have a checkered past like this and, you know, you, you're kind of forcing them in this spot – the dude is just signed. You know, it's going to take some time for him to learn the ropes. It's kind of like uh, Tyson Fury when they brought him along. You know, it was a big name. People were expecting a lot from him, uh, and nothing happened, right? Well, Tyson Fury, the boxer, and, uh, was just a special appearance. This guy's uh, I'm sorry, I'm confusing. He got drafted to Raw in what, October, November? He was a draft pick on TV, not a supplemental draft pick. He was a draft pick on TV while he was but still then there was in also- NCAA. Oh, sorry, there was a UFC guys as well. Uh, Kane Velasquez. Kane Vasquez, yeah, yeah. That was one and done, yeah. Kane Vasquez. That was one and done. I mean, they put so much pressure on these guys because the, the fact that they were successful in other sport and think they could go right away in and do this. Uh, Gable Stevenson, I, I feel like they're, they're acting like he's going to be the next Kurt Angle. Yep. Stop. He's putting too much pressure he's on He's not. Guys. He's only 21 years old. He's going to be 22 in May. It's just like, they, and obviously, he's going to be the building blocks of the future. He has it. There's something about him. He's special. He's a very special man. And he might be the future. He might be the next Kurt Angle. But he might not be as well. So I feel like to have him, Stephanie Mann introduce him on stage night one and then have him ringside night two, too much Gable Stevenson. Unless he's coming back on Raw the next night, which he wasn't. I just feel like this is, uh, I see what Green Man and his friends are saying. Too much. I'm, af- I'm afraid they're setting him up to fail. Exactly. That's, that's what their point was. He's, they're pushing him to the moon. He's going to come out and have a mediocre match. People are going to shit on him, turn him right away. Boom. Take care, Cody. Right. See you in AEW. Exactly. Ones. <laughs> or in the Indies or whatever. Well, that was WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. I mean, what did you think of? I'm sorry, Cody. What did you think of Raw after Mania? Uh, do you think it went back to living up to the hype or was it kind of like similar to like the last two years? Before I answer your question, do you have anything else? For, I'm going to move on to Raw now. Do you have anything for WrestleMania? Before we move on. Uh, no, I think we covered everything possible for WrestleMania. So, so I thought Raw was good. The reason we didn't do, didn't do it was Monday is so we could watch Raw after Mania. That's why we're doing it on a Tuesday live. Uh, I thought Raw was good. It wasn't as good as past after Manias have been. No real, I mean, no real big surprises. The crowd no. wasn't as unelectric. The only time the crowd really no. made, the crowd only made noise was during the Edge promo, and they were agreeing with him. They were like, yeah, we're stupid. We're losers. That's stupid. Why would you chant that? Yeah, that was really weird. And that was the right? only time the yeah. crowd made any, any noise. 
Uh, they made noise for Cody Rhodes. Of course, you're going to make Cody But I'm saying, usually the crowd's hot beginning to end. I feel like it, it was pretty lackluster all throughout. I mean, you, you had a couple teams break up, whatever. Okay. Um, and then the way it ended, the Roman Reigns, they, they're pumping up this big announcement from Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns coming out. You know, a lot of people were thinking, like, he might relinquish the belts because of the injury. Yeah. Uh, there, was no, there was nothing. No, it just felt like the dude promo turned the SmackDown. The dude, right. The dude might as well just come out and say, acknowledge me and walk out. And yeah. they, they just end raw. Because he was still talking at 10.59. And there's no overrun on my DVR. I'm like, is, are they going to get over? He's going to shut up in the next 30 seconds. He shut up in the next 30 seconds. But uh, it just yeah, didn't didn't lead me didn't lead me to have to turn into. I'm going to, but didn't force me to tune into SmackDown and see what he's say next because he's probably going to say the same shit. Right, exactly. I, I feel like if anything, they probably should have opened with Roman Reigns and ended with Cody Rhodes. I, yeah. I feel like they should have flipped it. I see the why they started with back Cody, on it. Cody's was in a dark match, as most of us know by now. So that kind of makes sense, but the whole Roman Reigns thing was, okay, the same promo we're going to hear on Friday on SmackDown. Yeah. Now, we talked about it, I think, the last show. Roman Reigns, I thought, was going to win, become you know, undisputed Universal Champion. The report I read was that he's going to be champion on SmackDown, and they're going to introduce a new belt for Raw. Right. That's what I read. Talking about it at Greenman's house, and then you hear me you hear me say it out loud, and him talking about it. Then what's the point? Then what's the point of taking away one of the belts if you're going to introduce a new belt? I'm hoping, right. I'm hoping this report's wrong. Maybe we see the original plan during the original brand split back in 2001 for all the old, old guys to remember was the champion was going to be on both brands until right, quote unquote, Stephanie Man signed exclusively Brock Lesnar to the SmackDown storyline wise. So now Roman Reigns has two belts here. What's he going to do with two belts? Does he fight both belts? Is one belt going to be defended on Raw, one belt defended on SmackDown, lose it to somebody eventually? I don't see the point of having two belts if you're going to introduce a new belt. I'm hoping they don't because that makes no sense. Then why give up the universal belt if you're going to introduce a new one? Makes no sense. It's all about the merch, though. I mean, what's he going to do? Is he going to lose one? And, and, and then there goes kind of like his streak. That, that kind of hurts the Roman Reigns. Well, he's only you been know, like, well, WWE champion for two days. Universal champion, they keep keep that going streak wise. If that doesn't hurt him at all, I don't know. Even that makes sense, but I, I, I feel don't. like they kind of back themselves in the corner here. They, they, I feel like they just they kind of have to unify both belts and make it just like the world WWE World Heavyweight Championship and have them have them defend it both uh, both shows. Yeah, so Unif- unify the belts again. That's what the report was. The report made sense when I read it, but now saying it out loud on Sunday, I'm like. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm hoping the report's wrong. I hope, hope we see Raw. Hope we see Roman Reigns both on Raw and SmackDown because that's the only, that's the only way it makes sense. Right. No, totally. Mentioned at the top of the I show. To... What do you think about the return of Elias? I'm sorry, Ezekiel. <laughs> I feel like this, this has the potential I've, I've... of being such a great storyline if they do it right. And, and again, the, to introduce this uh, with Kevin Owens. Perfect. Was the perfect was the perfect person to do it with? No, you, are you you're Elias? No, I'm his younger brother Ezekiel. Great, there's so much potential here. I really I'm surprised. Do you reckon when he first came out? Do you recognize him? I'm like, who the fuck is Ezekiel? I didn't see him from the long shot when they turned up on his face. That I'm like, oh shit, is that fucking Elias? 
I, it didn't dawn on me until Corey Graves said, it. I was like, shut the fuck up. That's Elias. Yeah, I recognize him when he looks so different. So different, yeah. And there was people really- thought it was LA Knight. That would be cool. But yeah, I mean, again, this has a lot of potential to be really interesting, funny storyline. See where this goes. How long is this going? Is, is he actually Ezekiel? Is it, is it the whole new character, or is something mentally wrong with Elias? I'm curious. To see how this plays out. Did you see? His, did you see his Twitter? No. He said, oh, yeah, someone posted hey, everyone. Elias is missing, right? Yeah, he said, you know, he said, uh, I'm taking over Elias's uh, Twitter account. It's me, Ezekiel. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I did not. When they announced, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then I realized this has potential. When I saw Kevin Owens react to it, this this could be great. What did you think of Veer, his debut? All right, good for him. Good for him. Great opponents to go against. Rey Mysterio and Dominic give him some sort of credibility. The small guys can overpower without being some scrub enhancement talent. I didn't realize the size of this dude. You don't realize the size of you don't realize the size of this dude because his partner was Shanky, who was at seven foot two or something like that. Right. So him by himself is a dominating dominant presence he's been posting a lot of pictures of his social medias of him in suits looking sharp in fancy places so they were thinking maybe a character change for him but no it's the same same guy we've seen before okay i think dominic did a good job selling that fucking move uh yeah absolutely like that that was definitely a wicked version of the of a the camel clutch probably the most devastating uh version i've seen so good shit for beer. Like I, I'm actually, uh, I thought it was going to be kind of lackluster his debut because it was just like so overhyped for so long. But it, it delivered. Did he get drafted? He got drafted too. So this has been like going on since October, November too, right? Right. It's been a while, man. And like I have to say, I think what really sold it was the intensity, the way how he came out, uh, and even like each move they did, it was just so intense. The, the yelling and screaming as he as he uh, put on his finisher on, on Dominic. It, it really put him over, I thought. I thought it was pretty well done. Overall, the role after Manny was kind of, again, like I mentioned earlier, a letdown. It was. There was no bit, like the, the, was, crowd, I, the I, crowd was dead. But I, I feel like it's no longer the must-see Raw anymore. Like, you know, is that because throughout the year... I'll, I'll like I'll fast forward stuff and, and whatnot, but this is like usually the raw I watch completely through live. Me too. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't know anymore, man. Three years have been burned. Again, the first two years again I don't count because it was it, it closed set, then the Thunderdome. So this is the first real. We're back. We're back. I thought the crowd would be super hyped. No, they were. They were there, reacting as we should react, and then taking over edge segment with a stupid self-derogatory chance. Right. Okay, whatever. I will say props to the fans for at WrestleMania and Raw After Mania for not chanting AEW for Cody Rhodes. No, I thought about that at first, but like, why would they chant AEW in a WWE event? Because this is mostly WWE people, so I'm, I'm happy they didn't do that. You never know with fans. You never know. But respect that they didn't do that. Yeah, man. So now, so what with- happens next, buddy? Who, who, who does Roman Reigns face? Uh, face next? I'm guessing Drew McIntyre, right? He had a, he had a hard fought, dominant win. 
he is the number one face on the SmackDown roster. He has to be next in line. Well, it's not just SmackDown anymore. It's SmackDown and Raw, right? I'm waiting for SmackDown to see what this announcement is. (laughs) So I'm curious. Coming up, we have tonight. We're bleeding into it right now, but the NXT after Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver, very good. Very good. And then we're going into SmackDown after Mania to see the fallout. What what does Roman Reigns do? Does any more surprise debuts? Any more returns? So I'll have that for you next episode. What are you looking forward to next? I think I'm looking forward to see exactly what I asked. You know, what is next for Roman Reigns? Uh, who will be his next opponent? And I'm also looking forward to see what also what happens next with Pat McAfee. True. You know, is he going to go? Is he just going to go back to commentary, take care of Comey Hair, like nothing happened, or is he going to be more active in the ring? We shall see. We shall see. Look forward to talking about it next episode, man. Absolutely, man. And starting next episode, Hollywood's Corner will be back. I have some more interviews on deck. I have Rufus Lala after winning her BCW Women's Championship. And I also have Alice Starr, the first drag queen wrestler in Canada. The first and only. So some interesting Canada, eh? My first time interviewing Canadian. I thought it was pretty cool. Did he tell you how they spell Canada in Canada? No, she didn't. Do you know how Canadian spell Canada? Is there C A N A D A? It's no difference, right? Close. What? C A N A D A. You're ridiculous. It's one of my favorite jokes. Do you know how Canadians uh, Canada? Do you know how Canadians spell Canada backwards? How? I would turn around, put my back to you, and do the same exact joke. I can't. It's a visual joke, not an audio joke. I can't do it for you, but yeah, you, you, you just ruined the whole thing. It's still one of my favorite jokes. We we lost listeners right now because of that. <laughs> then let's, let's wrap the show up. Then I got NXT to watch. All right, so let's wrap it up, guys. Thank you for listening. I am your favorite actor, Mark Schwan. Uh, you can find me in all forms of social media at Mark Schwan, or you just go to my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. Uh, all my links are on there. So always shot of wrestling. Uh, that's on there as well. Uh, Putty, what about you? Mark, it's been, it's been fun, man. Another WrestleMania in the books. Another good WrestleMania. Had fun watching it. Had fun doing your pool. Thanks for including me in on it. Um, Yeah, another WrestleMania in the books, man. Well done. So for Mark Schwann, I've been your host at Mark Putty. Until next week. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>